The first impression is everything when applying for a new coaching job. A professional coaching portfolio is the tool that can help separate you from other job candidates. A well-designed portfolio highlights your coaching achievements, philosophies, core values, and program goals. Not sure if your coaching portfolio can get the job done? Sign up to be a member of the Coaching Portfolio Guide, an instructional membership-based website that helps you develop a personalized portfolio. The Portfolio Guide provides detailed instructions on how to organize your portfolio in a professional manner. The guide also provides sample documents that you can copy, modify, and add to your personal portfolio. For more information on how the Coaching Portfolio Guide can help you land your dream job, please visit www.coachingportfolio.com. That's www.coachingportfolio.com. Before we even kick off the podcast, I just want to remind everyone to go like, subscribe, and keep up with these weekly episodes. If you like what you hear, spread the word so more coaches can tune in for our weekly podcasts. Hi, I'm Coach Tony Schiffman, and welcome to the Hog Football Podcast, where we talk all things football and all things offensive line. So one of the good things about having a podcast is that I get to pick and choose the guests that I have on it. So today on the Hog Football Podcast, we have uh, my two very best friends, Scott Germerod and Joe McAuliffe. Uh, They are currently not football coaches. Uh, They are gentlemen that I played high school football with, gentlemen that I grew up with, gentlemen that I have uh, had relationships with since we were nine, eight, nine years old. Um, And like I said, two of my very best friends. So I'm super excited to have them on. So gentlemen, good morning. Welcome. How are we doing today? Good morning. Thanks for having us on. Fantastic. Good morning, Tony. Good, good. Awesome. Glad. I'm glad you guys are here. Um, This was something that, again, as having my own rules for the podcast I can do. And, and we had joked about this a couple of weeks ago, having you guys on. And um, I, I it, I'm excited to talk to you about some, some non-traditional things and, and some football type things, but this will not be the normal offensive line geared podcast. So uh, any of my faithful listeners, tough crap. Uh, you're going to get what you get today. <laughs> this is my show. I do what I want. Exactly. That's exactly right. Um, so uh, I'm going to start first, uh, Scott, with you. Um, what, what is what is it about the game of football um, that sort of, you know, what what sort of steered you towards the game of football and what kept you in it for for all the time that you were playing? Uh, I think it was you and Joe bugging, <laughs> um, like during like you know sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade, like when you guys were in JFL and like no, you need to play, no, you need to play, you need to play, and um, you know, so I got the blessing from my mom I went to play freshman year and then you know, they fell, my parents fell in love with it. And, um, you know, we ended up, you know, having a lot of fun together, but I think, you know, it, as it, as you know, you go through high school and played a bit in college and then, you know, coached for about six years or so that to me, it's, it's the life lessons you get from it and the relationships. I mean, obviously the game is probably one of the best out there. Um, you know, it's just, it's the ultimate team sport where you, you have to, and it, I know it's cliche, but right. Um, you got to have all 11 people doing what their job. And, you know, so 
I went from, you know, an education background now into the business world, it's no different. Um, you know, and I know people get tired of my sports analogies and stuff like that at, at work, but it's, it's honest to God, it's legit. I mean, you, you know, you need everybody to do, you need the warehouse and the drivers and the salespeople and the management and, right. you know, everybody, you know, part of an organization to, to win. So right. different, you know, not touchdowns, but it's, you know, similar, similar goal, but it's just, to me, it was always just something where, you know, just you fought, you know, year round, you know, you train together, you, you know, you have super close relationships that, you know, have stayed with us, you know, now that we're 40 years old. So, right. Some yeah, but it's funny. It's funny. You, you, you link it with the business world though, because I know, I mean, for a fact that there are tons of fortune 500 companies that will actively look for athletes for former athletes to hire because because they understand that team aspect of things so um i'm sure you know i'm sure the you'll you do the same thing in your in your line of work now too where you're gonna you know if you have two equal candidates you're gonna look for one who maybe has that that background in, in sports whether it's a you know a male or a female because they like you said they understand the team part of things and and can do do the work together with a group as opposed to just trying to be an individual so it's yeah understanding kind of what it means to be a team and, and right but also yeah, having some competitiveness and, and some competitive fire in their belly to go out there and you know get the job done right right but with the support behind them I think the mentality of like just get the job done anymore isn't that doesn't work you got to have the the support behind people to put them in a position to be successful Right. Exactly. 100%. And that, that goes with anything, anything in, in life. So, yep. um, absolutely. Yeah. Joe, same question for you. Well, I, I grew up playing every sport I possibly could. Um, not particularly well, uh, but love to do it. <laughs> hey, you were a good. You're a good diver. You, you had some skills. <laughs> well, I would say of all, all the sports, and I actually have passed this on to my kids genetically, apparently um, swimming was definitely, you know, what I, what I was best at, um, but loved playing everything. And it was everything from the competitiveness of it, the team aspect, um, making friends, uh, working hard, exercising, I mean, every single part of it. And it's particular to football, um, as far back as I can remember, loved watching football, um, you know, played in the neighborhood, and had a decent arm, <laughs> but, uh, but just loved to do it. Right. Um, and I think especially, I didn't have any older brothers, but the older boys in the neighborhood and like friends, brothers, like that, that higher level. And I think it's true all the way through, like looking ahead to who's better than you gets you excited about playing. Right. Um, I remember that getting me excited. And then one of the sports that I continued to play and could not wait to stop was soccer. <laughs> um, and I got that genetically. Uh, apparently my dad's nickname in high school was twinkle toes. Uh, mine was some variation of slow-mo or shlomo. Yeah. Uh, pretty, pretty flat footed, pretty heavy footed. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> being done with soccer was, was just fine with me. And finally, when sort of like Scott, when I was released by my mom right. to start playing football, uh, just couldn't wait to do that and finally got to and fell in love with it right. um, and just everything about football. And, uh, you know, and unlike Scott, who was, he won't say it probably, but was a very good athlete, very fast, very strong. Um, you know, I, I was more cerebral, I would say. 
Oh, uh, one hundred percent. You, you, you were. <laughs> you and I don't think. And that's don't take that as a knock either. But you were well, definitely, no, no. you were definitely a, a very. I mean, I remember talking to you when when you got out of college and asked you if you were going to coach. Um, and and just I remember telling you that I thought you'd do a very good job at any level of coaching because yeah. you you understood maybe you know not necessarily schemes and whatnot but you know you understood the game itself and and all of that that comes with it so um yeah i would definitely ag agree with you on that yeah and well, being, how to, and having tested its drawbacks though i mean i remember and i don't know why i never pushed back on this but it was always like you you know uh somebody needs to go get this yeah you were the fastest and you'd be yeah. like fastest and i, I just i just sit there and be like uh, uh yeah but that's more because we were lazy that's that's all that is <laughs> yeah it sometimes it pays off to be neither the fastest nor the strongest <laughs> right exactly <laughs> that it's it's kind of it's funny though that you guys both say your mother released you to play because i mean obviously you guys know my mom my mom's the one who forced me to play she didn't release me she said your fat little butt is going to play football um <laughs> And she's, you know, she still takes credit to it this day, which she should. But that, that's kind of funny that both of your guys um, your moms were the ones who were like, OK, now you can play when, you know, when mine was the tyrannical she bitch who forced me to, to, to play football when I hated it at first. So well, she, I don't think anybody in my family ever played, you know, so I think that's right. where it was. You know, we my dad swam in college and in high school and stuff. And, you know, so, you know, Joe and I you know, knew each other at five, you know, swimming at Illini Country Club. And then, you know, you were in the, you know, Catholic school system until what, seventh grade or whatever. And Ship and you and I met in first grade and mm -hmm. my second round of first grade. I, <laughs> honestly, I don't know if I ever left Moen Marsh, but um, maturity wise, but no, uh, none of us have. No, I was, I think it was just, you know, it was just, you know, I wish, I guess I would have started earlier, but at the same time, you know, like it's, I think everything typically falls in place in life right. for the right, you know, the timing, you know, has always made sense to me on, on how things occur and, you know, other things that, you know, like adversity and stuff that you face and you move forward through that. But yeah, I was always, you know, that freshman year, right, you can, I mean, there's so many good, great memories. I mean, there's memories from sophomore year, junior year, senior year, right obviously but like just that first year of you know listen to bone thugs and harmony and uh, <laughs> and, and you're like god if i hear you know it's the first of the month one more time and now like you know i listen to it every once in a while and just you you look back and you just right what and that and that kind of so that kind of brings me to my second question and we'll go with you scott since you kind of touched on it what what was the moment when you and this is a two-parter so what what was the moment when you sort of realized that you you were going to be okay playing football and, and, you know, you kind of alluded to it just before, but what was one of your favorite overall memories from, from, from playing high school football? Ah, uh, gosh. I mean, I, I don't think there's a better feeling than like, it's, it's kind of, you know, I remember catching a, a pass from Canaan. I think it was from Canaan freshman year. Um, it might've been the only one I caught where he, he didn't yell at me afterwards. <laughs> I pitched voice, but uh, it was Taylorville I think I caught it and scored a touchdown it was like on a just a you know seam route or whatever and and you know you catch it and you're just kind of like you're like oh god oh, okay I, I did this and then you know you just run and you score and so you know, scoring that first one was was a blast um but I think you know I was somewhat tentative 
um, didn't know really how to, you know, use my body and, and, you know, what my limitations were. And I remember mm -hmm. I got called for holding, um, because I'm pretty sure I tackled the defender, <laughs> um, but I completely like blindsided him, just completely took him out. Yeah. And, uh, I remember like kind of getting up and it was right by our sidelines. And I think it was, uh, T2 it was coach Taylor. Um, and he, uh, <laughs> He looked at me, he's like, you good? I said, he's like, you just dropped your football nuts. And I'm like, awesome. What are those? <laughs> cool. But, uh, and he's like, but, but you can't tackle other, you got to get the ball. So I'm pretty sure I got called for holding him. He's like, that was, he's like, that was a great hit, but you know, you, you can't do that when you're on offense. So I'm like, all right. But yeah, to me, those are, those are things that, you know, stuck with me. And then, you know, I think, uh, I don't know when I ripped open. I remember Joe, you and I got hurt in the same game. Like I ripped open my middle finger and then you twisted your ankle or something. And yeah. next day we're walking in and coach Anderson sit, sitting there and he's like, you know, pretended to gimp around like you and <laughs> flick us off at the same time. Cause I had a massive <laughs> finger and you know, just, those are the things it's, you know, the stuff on the field you'll always remember, but those are some of the funnier things you just, you look back on and, you know, beating yeah and all that kind of fun stuff too so yeah yes. and and specific to scott like um tony i'm sure in your coaching career you you have to have come across a lot of kids like this who are raw talents but don't have the experience or haven't been interested before right and that part of it has to catch up and scott is is always the one i think of because we finally got him out we got him on the field <laughs> right and it was able to use his athleticism but you know didn't have an understanding of the game so you know like coach telling him get on the line dumbass right and <laughs> like what's a line I don't <laughs> so, um but that learning curve but, but he caught up quick and uh you know the you see that progression from that first day to the end of his playing days right. um and how much it meant to him and how much you know that really filled up Scott's heart and, and, and was a big deal to him. And, and I feel like we got to see that entire progression, which was, well, cool. yeah, no, it was, it was, I mean, I still remember, I think it was, it might've been um, Mike Taylor told me that he's like, get that, get in a five. I'm like, I'm like, right. so I got down like on the line and I had, so I put like both hands on the ground, both feet. And he's, he's like, no, get in a five and a five technique. And I'm like, I don't, what <laughs> on the ground so i had like five points of contact on the ground. <laughs> and he's like no a five technique you got your butt over here and so i was just like oh okay you know and <laughs> one, three of five oh, okay okay i said i said i've never played before he goes oh okay why didn't you say that i'm like I didn't ask <laughs> it's, it's kind of funny though you you look at that joe and we spent so much time trying to get Scott to play. And then arguably he was, he was the best one of, of all of us. He, you know, he was, oh, he started for multiple seasons was first team all conference. And, and, yep. and you know, so that's kind of, and I don't know how, how I did it, but I was like academic all state. I'm not sure. I think I had <laughs> art classes or something. Maybe we'll take care. We'll take credit for that too. We put, yeah, we helped. <laughs> we helped. Um, so Joe, go ahead. Now, you know, you, uh, same question for you. What was, you know, what was kind of your aha moment and, and, you know, some of your favorite memories. Well, I, you know, I grew up just throwing the ball around the neighborhood and, um, and then playing at recess. I mean, we played, we played football every single day mm -hmm. through fourth, fifth and sixth grade. And, uh, I kind of figured out that, that I had a little touch I could put on the ball, um, had a decent arm and, uh, just loved playing quarterback. And like, 
sort of like Scott said, when, when it just comes together, um, you know, when you complete that pass that, whoa, I put that in exactly the right spot. Right. Uh, there is that moment of, I did that. <laughs> and then celebrating with your buddies and, um, and then you'd go back and you do it again. Uh, so, you know, just that feeling over and over and over. Um, and then watching, you know, watching the NFL. Um, I also have to credit a big portion of it. Um, Scott's grandfather uh, would invite me about once a year to uh, an Illini football and basketball game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would go with them and, uh, you know, that, that sort of Big Ten college football experience. Um, you know, often Michigan was beating the Illini, but <laughs> right. Uh, but uh, it still was having that experience and feeling what, you know, what football can make a stadium full of people feel um, all the way down to what you're feeling individually while you're playing right. uh, and that connection to your teammates. I mean, it, it's just everything. Um, right. And then as far as, you know, kind of, and it's that progression, uh, particularly with, with our group, which was, talented but not super talented right um right. had a lot of personality <laughs> that's I, and, that, uh, is, that is for damn sure yeah we had no, character say, damn it I, mean, I put work ethic up there i don't think you know we were yeah. i think we we probably you know the the we you squeeze every last ounce of our <laughs> talent and ability out of us that we yes we could have put forth you know, I, I think our senior year, I mean, we were bookended by two talented, you know, or that had a lot of time. I mean, the, the crew ahead of us were just amazing. Yes. You know, talent wise, you know, and, and they worked hard too. I'm not going to give, take that away from them at all at anything like that. But I just look at, you know, we were a much smaller, smaller class, you know, that came through, but, you know, we, we, we lost a lot of people along the way that just didn't come back out after. Right sophomore year and stuff like that too so and you I mean obviously you know Scott you you coached you know that happens I mean it, yep. it's that's yeah. just sort of the the you know part of the game is attrition that those guys are gonna they're gonna they're gonna leave but um yeah it you know it always happens but you know that kind of that brings me to my next point next question and 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 Joe you might have an answer to this one too but I'm gonna go with Scott first on this how much you know how much has the game changed in in your mind in your eyes um, from when we played as freshmen in 1995 um, to, you know, you spent a lot of time as a freshman head coach at, at, at your school. How, how much has the game changed in that time? And, and how similar are those kids still, though, too? That's a good question. Um, I mean, obviously, the speed of the game has changed. Um, but I, I think that the I think the overall just you know, trying to get a Scott, I, I just looked at, you know, we, we lose kids to play different sports because it was, they would choose an uh, uh, easier path to try to get a college scholarship. Sure. And, and so I mean, those were always some difficult aspects of it, but I look at, you know, I grew we just basic, you know, the, the pro and con and, and I mean, <laughs> what a simple offense and defense to learn from, you know, when you look at it, you're like, how complicated was this defense? And, you know, I try to implement some of that stuff and um, try to make it simple for the kids to understand it and really like coach them from the ground up, you know, and I spent two years as freshman head coach mm-hmm. and then, you know, spent some time as the receivers coach and the uh, defensive back coach. But, you know, I think a lot of them, you know, and I think it was part of it when 
we were in high school and stuff, but you look at now everybody wants to, you know, be it's to me trying to build, build a team and build that camaraderie. I, I, um, you know, some groups have it, some of them don't, some of them are just, you know, playing to play. And um, I think the speed of the game has changed and I still follow, um, you know, recruiting from, you know, the Michigan standpoint, everything look at just looking at, you know, how things operate now versus, you know, when we were at that age. Um, and for whatever reason, college kids always seem like they're still older than me for whatever reason. I want to yeah. keep going now that I'm 40. Um, I get but, the, I feel the same though. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's just, it's, it's different. You know, I think society has changed and I just think, you know, the information that's put out there, um, you know, I think the, with the addition of social, social media invading all aspects of life, that has had a, you know, a profound impact on, on the game and how it's, um, how it's, I, I guess, brought to sure. people and, you know, how you bring, you know, what, what kids are looking for, what they're interested in, you know, now is, and even when, you know, I haven't coached in over probably eight years now. Um, and even then, I mean, that I can't imagine what it would be like, you know, now versus, you know, just the, the time that I spend Michigan coaching too. Right. So. And then Joe, just from you, from your perspective as a, you know, a, a, a fan, what, what have you noticed in just the, the changing of the game from, from, you know, watching the, the 1994 San Francisco 49ers to watching <laughs> NFL football now yeah, or college or college football. Yeah. And, and down to high school, um, you know, I, I haven't coached, but um, uh, you know, I, there are a lot of guys I teach with who sure, have sure. been coaches for years and, um, and kind of talking to them about what they're doing. I, I think one of the biggest changes is the complexity, but also like systems ability to scheme mm-hmm. and sometimes doing too much of it, <laughs> to be honest, especially if they're working with young kids. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like, there are so many different schemes and shifts and um, things that maybe out of a Madden playbook, uh, yeah. it's nice to have all those options. But when you got a bunch of 14 year olds in front of you right maybe you got to simplify it a little bit right um so i think that complexity and everybody thinking it has to be complex and you know maybe it doesn't at times um and and then the the second one i think kids there are just so many choices um and scott talked about some kids choosing that easier path but um you know life in general has so many easier paths you know, our, our choices were pretty limited. Um, play sports or sit around and watch TV and play video games. But, um, you know, there, there weren't as many immediately available options. Um, and I think kids do have so much more of that, but in their hearts, uh, you know, they're really craving more than that. Um, you know, they might not be able to articulate it. Uh, but I think when kids find it in football or, you know, whatever they can really, commit to um buy into and work hard at um that that's you know that's when they really fully can develop um sure. in a way that you know that society is not encouraging them to right and, and i and i and i obviously i forget sometimes that i don't forget but i just i forgot now you know you're in education you see you see those kids you see all of that and, and you know scott you and i obviously were in education at one point too so we we see all those things um you know, so it is, it is unfortunate that the generations that have come to be are, are different, are so different than the ones that we grew up in and, and where, you know, Joe, you kind of said 
there weren't a lot of options. It was play sports or, you know, go outside or <laughs> do something. And, you know, now it seems like there are so many options for, for kids to take that easy way out that, you know, it's just, they struggle. It's hard. It's, it's tough yeah. for them to, to be better. Um, you know, it's probably not a great term to use, but it's tough for them to, to, to adhere, you know? So I, I definitely understand that. Yeah. And they live in a world where they, they really do have, you know, it, we would never have been able to wrap our minds around all the entertainment options and, right. <laughs> you know, well, the things I mean, they have available to them. Um, so when you can bring it down to, you no, know, here's, here's a, a personal connection with the one coach, with the 10 guys you're on the field with, right. Um, right. you know, that's, that's what they need most. Right. And let's be honest, had we had social media when we were in high school, it's probably not we'd probably be in jail or we oh, wouldn't have jobs. Us. One of us would be. Yeah, we <laughs> wouldn't have us. jobs. Like In our crew, would've... maybe not one of us three, but. Yeah, it's true. That's very true. Very true. So Yeah, it would have been uh, awful. Yeah. Last question for you guys. And this is, you know, with we've, we've kind of talked about bits and pieces of it, but obviously you guys are, are, are both, both husbands, both fathers. Um, when when that point in time comes, if, if your sons or daughters come to you and, and say, Daddy, I want to play football, um, are, are you allowing it? Um, are, are you trying to talk them out of it? Or are you, are you kind of like silently? Yes, let's do this. You know, what's, what's kind of your thought process with the, the way the game has changed now and, and, and how everything is, you know, things are different than when we played. It, well, it, I don't care who starts either one. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that's an emphatic. Absolutely. Um, you know, I, I'm really open to, to kind of what my kids are interested in and mm -hmm. steering them toward what they're interested in, what, what they're good at. Um, Liam, my oldest, uh, did play flag football the last three years. Okay. Uh, I, I feel like at least 50% of that was, was because daddy was excited about it. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> but he enjoyed it. And, uh, and I got to coach his flag football team. Um, oh, I might, point out that i am one and oh at u.s bank stadium by the way wow that's so, not a lot of coaches can say that so that's pretty impressive yeah there's something for the resume um, <laughs> and the kids were nine but you know it's a great game it doesn't matter uh, it doesn't, but, doesn't uh, take away from the fact yeah <laughs> but but in terms of um you know safety or that that's and my wife agrees uh that if that's something they want to do and um you know, our, we would absolutely not just allow it, but encourage them and right. whatever they want to do. Good. That's good. And well, and that's the thing, Scott, sorry, before you, I hate to no, interrupt, but that's, you know, I understand. I, I, you know, we see it that the parents of this generation are very scared of the game, but, you know, from my standpoint, you know, knowing what I know, the game is safer than it's ever been. Um, yeah. And, and it's just, it's unfortunate that there are, you know, a couple of things here and there that people have seen or people have heard that have, have, you know, pushed them the other way, but the game is very safe. And so, you know, that's, that's, that's my Ted talk. I'm done with that. Sorry, Scott, <laughs> Scott, what about you? Yeah. Um, you know, for me, you know, um, it doesn't bother. I mean, if, if, you know, Declan being, um, my oldest, you know, if he's interested, mm -hmm. go for it. Um, I, you know, if he's interested in wanting to play, and, you know, he wants to do it. I'm, I'm not going to say no and, and, you know, test out what they're, what they like right now. Only eight, but, um, you know, playing a little bit here and there and just kind of getting them, you know, teach some of the basics. I mean, but I, I think for me, it, it was, you know, I saw enough 
you know, just parents forcing or dads forcing sure. to play because they played. And, you know, those were, I think, you know, being in, you know, mid twenties and really being, you know, my first management role without knowing, you know, my first management role. And you learn a lot from that and coaching in an affluent community where there's a lot of successful people who suggested lots of, you know, change up our entire offense to the wildcat and all that fun stuff. And right. All <laughs> kinds of noted, noted. Great, great suggestions. I'm like, well, I'm going to come to the courtroom and just say objection. Right. <laughs> what are you doing? Um, and hand me the scalpel there, doctor. But, um, you know, I think for me, it's like, yeah, I mean, I, I love the game. We still watch it. And, you know, we were watching yesterday, watching games yesterday, and the kids all grunt and groan and like, oh, football. I'm like, yeah, we're going to watch football. But then they get into it and they watch right. it. You know, you just, you know, make it fun for them. So, yeah, I mean, I, I would love for them to be able to have the same, acts, uh, um, you know, memories and, and, that, that I had and, and, you know, just, it was, it was always, you know, something I'll always cherish and, you know, to come away and, and still be as close to you two, you know, as, as we are, as far apart as we are. Right. Is it speaks volumes to what the sport can do for you. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's the thing we tell kids all the time is that, you know, you're the memories you make playing this sport are going to last you forever. And the guys that you grow up playing with are always going to be, um, they're, you know, they're always going to be special to you. I mean, I, and this is, you know, it's kind of funny. I, I, I tweeted about it a couple weeks ago when we were, when, when I found that playbook and we, you, you know, the three of us <laughs> were talking on text message for like 45 minutes about plays and silly things. And, you know, that's yep. the stuff that, that that's the stuff that sticks with you the most. And, and those are the things that, you know, I still remember us being down in uh, uh, Naples, Florida, where what the median age down there was like 85. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, Kanan, and Joe and I are, are running routes on the beach and, like, you know, diving in the sand and yeah. doing stuff like that. And people are, like, looking at us like we're nuts. It's like. We are. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, but those are the, but again, those are the, the relationships and memories that you build with, with, with this game. And, and so that was, you know, to me, that was always the most important part. Um, yes. And, you know, that's it kind of, I'm sure people get annoyed by it. Uh, I'm sure people were annoyed by, you know, we just had our 20th reunion a few years ago and I'm sure people were annoyed by it, but those are going to be, you know, when we see people like that, when we see people like, <clears throat> like Kanan or, or Barrett or, or Aaron and Brandon or yeah. Morris, I mean, the first things that pop to our brains are not anything that happened in school or anything that happened you know, in our, in our mid to late twenties, it's, it's football. It's the, those are the first things that pop into our head. Those are the first memories we have. And yeah, um, those are the, you know, those are special, uh, you know, those are, those are always going to be with us. And, and, and that's the the great part about it. Absolutely. Yeah. And at that, at that 20th high school reunion, you know, taking a, a picture of all the guys who You're are on right. the football team. And I, I remembered standing there and looking around and really thinking like, these are very, solid decent human beings right you know, yeah. that that's what really struck me um that that's it's a hell of a group to have have spent those four years with mm-hmm. doing something you love to do and working hard um to do it well um but it, just a lot of pride right yeah, absolutely 100 percent. well gentlemen i don't want to take up any more of your time this was uh this was awesome i was i'm super glad that we were able to do this um you know normally I have people drop their Twitter handles and, and, and anything like that, but I don't think we're, I don't think you guys are too active on social media. So we don't, we don't need to worry about that. Um, we don't get to give our rush Mount Rushmore. 
Do you, if you want, you can get, okay. If you want, if you want, we have, so I got to give you an update. We have seven minutes left. We have a time limit. Sorry. Okay. Um, okay. So yes, you, you are allowed to give a Mount Rushmore. If you would like to oh. give your Mount Rushmore, Joseph and Scott, by, by all means. Goody gumdrops. All right. Um, I'll try to keep it brief. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, so my center is Tony Schiffman. Um, uh, I, I had a few different centers in my career and uh, none fit me as well as Tony did. Um, I remember seeing like in NFL films, Terry Bradshaw saying he loved Otto's butt. It's a good flat butt. Um, <laughs> but I think for a quarterback, like there's that, there's the connection to the butt, I suppose. And my wrist fit very nicely there, but yeah, <laughs> it's, it's more sort of being in sync um, together with your center. And I'd never encountered anybody in sports um, who loved it as much and had as big a heart as you did. Um, and that's, you know, you, on this podcast, you talk to a lot of great coaches and, and share about yourself, but I, I want to make sure that's what comes across is the love you have for the sport, for the kids you coach. Um, it's everything to you. And, uh, it's really made me happy and proud, um, to see you succeeding. So, Thank you. um, so that's personal, but also you're, you're my center. <laughs> um, on, and I guess it could be right or left, better put them on the right. Uh, Booze, Aaron Boosinger yep. uh, is one of my guards for sure. Um, another kid who didn't really know much about football and really blossomed. Yeah. Um, but big kid, great athlete, and really became something incredible uh, for his brain and his uh, ability to uh, move his feet and, and move people. Um, and then my tackle goes back to JFL, Jake Flynn. Oh, wow. Okay. That's a name yeah. I remember. That's a name I haven't heard in a long time, but I remember he, he was a so, kid that was like, he was full mature adult at the age of 13 and everybody exactly. was scared of him. And he was that man child. Like you, when you play sports, you come across the kids where you're like, oh man, it doesn't matter how hard I work. I'm never going to be that. Right. Um, and he was the first kid like that that I met. And he, so he and I were the tackles on our junior football team. And uh, yeah, he was, he was something else. He was a force of nature. Yeah. It's um, it's funny because oh. then you look at him when he, and I don't know, I, I just remember seeing him when he hit high school. And I was like, I'm the same height as this dude. He was the biggest <laughs> man in the world at one point. That's right. And they stay that way in your brain, which is right. crazy. Um, <laughs> and then on the other side, uh, so I grew up a 49er fan, probably started as a bandwagon um, when I really, if I really think about it, but admired Joe Montana, like really watched how precise he was Um and, you know, not the fastest guy, not the best arm, but uh, cerebral, um, precise and exacting. Like he carried out that game plan. And uh, one of his guards, Jesse Sapolu, um, was around for a long time and uh, was a Pro Bowl guy. But somebody you could always see was having fun, mm -hmm. which I always needed reminding of. Like, <laughs> this is a game. You should right. be having fun. Get out of your head. And uh, I never could do it, but <laughs> no, uh, but tried. Um, and then my tackle is Anthony Munoz, okay. uh, who I feel like completely just changed the position and revolutionized, you know, tackles and, and what they could do or what they were known for. Right. Um, athletic and quick and incredible. Could, could probably still play today. Yeah. Yeah. Almost <laughs> became the prototypical modern left 100%. tackle. 100%. Scotty. All right, I'll make it quick. Uh, Joe, you said all the stuff I was going to say about Tony other than uh, he was he's devilishly good looking. <laughs> I would put you at center, obviously. I'd flank on either side of you, Steve Hutchinson and Steve Everett. 
Uh, and then at tackles, I'd have Jake Long and John Jansen. So you're, you're flanked by some Michigan greats. There you go. <laughs> what the way can you go ahead and let everybody know who's your favorite football team in the history of all time scott uh i i think i mentioned michigan michigan yeah michigan I think and they're so. struggling a bit this year there might be some openings for you tony <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> if uh, if michigan comes calling i'm definitely taking that job <laughs> well, let it be known yeah well fellas i appreciate you guys coming on um, we're going to, we're going to air this on Christmas. So this is my Christmas episode. So, so Merry Christmas to you guys. Hopefully you have Beautiful. a great holiday. Uh, enjoy your family. Um, I, uh, love you both and, uh, can't wait to see you. Love you guys. Merry Christmas. Right. Can we do this every Sunday? Yes, we can. Yes, absolutely. We can. <laughs> this is the new Sunday tradition. <laughs> All right. Love All right. you guys. Thanks, guys. See ya. Love have a great one. Soon. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Make sure you like and subscribe, and you can find previous episodes on Anchor, Apple, Spotify, or any other podcast platform.